we would like to dedicate Drunk Music Man to our patron, Victoria. Hey, Victoria. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. As it turns out, I think Music Man was a show that she was in when it when COVID canceled it. What? Really? Yeah. So I'm gl- happy we got a chance to do this for her. You're great. We appreciate your support. If you would like an episode dedicated to you, you can become a patron at the $15 level at patreon.com slash wines and dolls. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks, girl. Banana. 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 (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. We're good. We started. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. over zoom i forget it's not a hot second i know i usually have you next to me and i just right i'm like oh right yeah we gotta go it's time we gotta do things whatever (laughs) i smack you first that's okay that's sometimes true emily right here we're here now move it move forward (laughs) you might say that we often will uh do redos yeah we do why why are we specifically why are we reviving our self, no, I'm drunk. Never mind. I can't. It didn't come out right. Dr- How are you already drunk? We have this is our first recording well, of the day. It, girl, oh, see, I'm drinking coffee still. You gave me some moonshine. Oh yeah, I did give you some moonshine, some palmetto moonshine. But there, we are trying to <laughs> connect uh, 2020 to the AED resi- <laughs> machine so that we can revive the year, as did many producers trying to revive musicals, old musicals. Focusing this month on revivals. Not that anybody wants to redo 2020, but if you had a chance to redo it in any way, shape, or form, and you had any control about how it turned out, what would you do? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm literally imagining like we wake up on what is it? The joke is like, oh, it's it's December 32nd, 2020, (laughs) or something like that. Oh Lord, that's the case. This would be the year. Or maybe it's just like a glitch in the matrix. We're going to wake up on New Year's Day. Yeah. And it's like a gift to all of us. We'll just be in a whole another 2020, but Mm. a better one. I hope. God, I hope it gets better. (laughs) Well, Emily and I are recording over Zoom today because we were Yes, Both we are exposed to La COVID. La COVID. Yeah, we were. Is it El Coco? The El Coco. The Coco Roro. But it's Corona, so I guess it would be feminine. So it's La. Yeah. That bitch. La Corona. But I, we're just being super safe. It was just Thanksgiving. We were around family and people and travel. I, I did not travel, but I traveled in my car. Anyway, so we're just we're being extra safe. The numbers are starting to rise. So Emily and I have decided to. Record separately for the time being, so we are not a safety hazard to each other. Thanks, Emily. Yes. No problem, Chelsea, even though you're normally a safety hazard to me. You're getting to be a safety hazard with me. Is that actually a song? From 42nd Street that we'll be reviewing later in the month, actually. We We are. are. I I love it. (laughs) I love that song, too. That's actually funny. I had no idea that that was a song. song. Yeah. You're getting to be a habit with me. We'll talk about it later. Anyway, but today oh, we're talking about, drumroll please. The Music Man. The Music Man. I love that musical. Gary, Indiana, he is quite the creepy guy and I can't stand him. What? Who? 
Harold Hill. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about it. That guy needs to be locked up somewhere. <laughs> no, he's just a smooth talker. He's a smooth criminal. But first, hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you drinking? Mm, I don't know. I'm drinking some moonshine that you gave me. I put one part moonshine, three parts ginger beer, and a splash of um, lime. Well, I didn't have lime. I used lemon into my little cup with some crushed ice, and it's like a Moscow mule. That sounds so cute. What's what? I forget which one I got you. It's the, I think it's called the bootleggers. Yes. Shine. Yeah, you it got is me the highest proof moonshine that and was there. That's why I'm already pretty tipsy. <laughs> I thought hey, I Emily. warned you that when I gave it to you. you hey, did. Chelsea. What are you drinking? I'm finishing up my morning coffee. Lame. I know it is quite lame, but I'm staring at my flask that has uh, has bathtub gin in it. Ooh, so yummy. that might make its way into my coffee soon. That sounds fantastic. Oh, it's the same God. bathtub gin that we had a year ago when we started recording this episode. <gasps> podcast oh my it's god one year anniversary in like a couple days it's on december Aww. 5th this one comes when out i think december 3rd happy anniversary well, happy anniversary how well what do we say happy podcast anniversary. podcast diversity i love how we always have the end of the word and we just like fill in the blank oh, with the front half every yeah, single time yeah, yeah, yeah that's how you do that's how you do english language yes listener yeah. sods yeah <laughs> basically podcast anniversary pot pod anniversary pod anniversary we should do like a giveaway or something for our pod anniversary you know as it turns out i might have an extra cover your wine hole mask on me <gasps> i have some extra pins <gasps> hey emily hey chelsea hey hey emily hey chelsea what are you whining about i'm whining that we are not recording together for our one-year oh. anniversary episode. Oh, it's okay. The Kokororo. Oh. It is so stupid, Dodo. I know. I oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. Deo. Sorry. Deo. Say, say Deo. Say COVID. COVID. Me say COVID. Get the uh, fuck out of 2020. Oh, thank you, Chelsea. That was beautiful. You're welcome. That will be thank available you. on our uh, holiday album. Huh? That I'm not you say <laughs> released that. by you say that. Wines and Dolls podcast, maybe. Oh, let's release it in July. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> hey, Chelsea. <laughs> hey, Emily. What are you whining about? I am whining because my eyes are now starting to glitch on me. You know how it's what? like it was my feet and then my knees and then my back and then my neck and all these things like my whole body's just starting to give from bottom up. So my eyes the other day and they've done this one other time this year and I should probably go get it checked out. My I was editing. I've, I do a lot of video editing now for church yeah. and for the Broadway. And I was I was editing this video and I was working on church, which was due that day. So like I can't stop. I just got to keep going. And I'm looking at the screen and as I'm looking... I start getting these little fuzzies all over my eyes, like like static. Start getting static. Like my, the little worms that they talk even, about in no, Family Guy? Not even the worms, just, just static, like everywhere. Mostly on my right eye, but just static in my vision. It was blurry and kind of like, like, like I saw reflections of things in my eye. It was, it was really freaky. It was, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. And then later that day I had a migraine. I was like, cool, that explains that. But I'm a little concerned about it, so I need to go to a doctor now. You can probably get some blue light 
like filters on your normal prescription glasses? I probably could, but I need new prescriptions anyway. And the doctor, the last time I went, he was like, you have very, very dry eyes. You also maybe might have glaucoma soon. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) Thanks, doc. Thanks, doc. I'm 33 Uh, and I'm falling apart. Welcome to my world. If you ever see me wearing glasses, they are 100% just blue light glasses because I have 20-20 vision. Bitch. Or I did last time I got my eyes checked, which was about 20 years ago. Girl, you don't have 20-20 vision anymore. And you know, honestly, 20-20 vision means something different to me now. I think to everybody after this year, 20-20 vision means a lot different. (laughs) (laughs) 20-20 vision is like, you're fucked up. You're like, it's, it's a glitch. It's going to glitch out of me. I told you it's the glitch in the matrix. Yep. Glitch it's in the matrix. Is. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chelsea. Yes. Let's get on this Wells Fargo wagon. Oh, are and we uh, coming down the street? Not paying off my student bills. Oh. Oh. But I want to hear some about this uh, little background of it. You want a little background of the music I man? Little, I know. I was trying to think of a cute little pun and there wasn't one. Something about the back be... end of the music man. Oh my God. No, <laughs> stop. There's no puns for it. And there's no puns except for I want to kick him in the back end because he's such a creeper muffin. <laughs> well, you'll be sad to hear that he is based around the composer of the story, actually. Books, lyrics, and music by Meredith Wilson. The story by Wilson and... Is that a man? That is a man. (laughs) Meredith Wilson is a man. He's got a longer name. It's like Delanor something, Meredith Wilson. But uh, yeah, that's a man. I always thought it was a woman. And I was like, yeah, girl power. I did too. No. Like fucks up my notes and my whole outlook on life. So he wrote a story about himself, about what a creeper he was. Sort of, yeah. But not creepy. Like, okay, so the definition of creepy was different. In the 50s and 60s, but mm. let me continue. I can, I, I, I derail. But I digress. Go ahead. So, I digress. The story uh, is by Wilson and Franklin Lacey. Franklin came in later and helped him revamp the show. So Wilson is a flautist and a composer. He's a flute player. Oh. And he was inspired. <laughs> I know. Did you not know what flautist was? No, I do. It's just, it's so cute. His name is Meredith and he's a flautist. He's a flautist. It's he's just a like kitty a- patootie. He was inspired to write his first musical based on his time growing up in Iowa. So I don't know if Harold Hill is actually based on him, but he did write this musical based around his life in Iowa. Maybe a, a creepy guy came through town once and he just wrote about him. So after, Maybe. F- after several failed attempts at creating a television show around the beginnings of A Music Man, The Music Man, Wilson invited Franklin to help him simplify the libretto. He considered cutting a really long monologue when the main character tells the parents in the town about the problem with the kids in River City. So that was originally a monologue, which we'll get to later on. Oh. And he was going to cut it because he had, like, he needed to cut, like, 23 songs. So he was going to cut that one. And then he realized the long-ass monologue sounded like a lyric. It sounded really musical. He's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm going to make it a patter song. So a patter song is... Yeah. And for if you don't know what a patter song is, it's like um, Modern Major General from Gilbert and Sullivan. I am the I am the very model of a modern major general. It's just a fast moving song with lyrics that just don't stop. And they're just very, very cool. I love patter songs. That's an opera term. A patter song is an opera term. Um, Like, uh, isn't it like the accent or the emphasis comes on like weird 
syllables. Like it's Sometimes, never really on always. the downbeat. Not always because you have Figaro. Oh wait, I'm doing it wrong. Figaro, 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 Figaro. Yeah, that. I was that, like, that was something else. <laughs> I don't know where. Oh no, I was doing. Um, oh, but that's also a patter song, Animaniacs. Yeah, you know when they uh, they take the da 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 Marion, the librarian, is actually based on a person, a woman named Marion, who Wilson met while fighting in World War II. Her name was Marion Seeley, and she was a medical records librarian. Fun fact. Me. So, af- I know, after about uh, 23 songs cut, 40 different producers they went through, several revisions Ooh. to the show, the original Broadway production was produced by Kermit Bloom Garden, directed by Morton. De- I know, directed That's by cutest name, Kermit Bloom Garden, <laughs> directed by Morton Dacos- De- 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 Hosta, Excuse me, and choreo- choreographed by Ona White. It opened on December nineteenth, nineteen fifty-seven, at the Majestic Theater. It remained at the Majestic for nearly three years before transferring to the Broadway Theater to complete its. 1,375 performance run on April 15th, 1961. Wow. This, I know. The original Broadway musical of The Music Man won five Tony Awards, including Best Musical, uh, winning the same year that West Side Story was nominated for the award. Yikes. Oh. That's that's some tough competition there. Yikes. Uh, uh, Preston. Maybe got a, it's a revival too, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robert Preston won that year. Uh, Cook and Burns also won. So they they took home some really awesome high-achieving awards that year at the Tonys. Liza Redfield became the first woman, this is just a fun fact, became the first full-time woman conductor of a Broadway pit orchestra when she assumed the role of director for the original production's final year of the performance, beginning in May of 1960. So, yeah, ladies. There was a two-week revival, since we're talking about revivals, there was a mm. two-week revival at New York City Center and ran in June of 1965. A three-week revival directed and choreographed by Michael Kidd ran in 1980, in June of 1980, also at the New York City Center. And Dick Van Dyke was Harold Hill. That's the only Harold Hill I would want to see right he's now. he's a goofball. It's a fucking Dick, Dick Van Dyke. He's a he goofy, but he's a goofy guy. He wouldn't yes. be like necessarily creepy. Another Broadway revival directed and choreographed by Susan Stroman opened on April 27th, oh. 2000 at the Neil Simon Theater, where it ran for 699 performances and 22 previews. And a Broadway, a, a Broadway <laughs> revival is planned to begin previews on December 20th, 2021 and open on February 10th, 2022 at the Winter Garden Theater, starring Hugh Jackman as Harold Hill. Sutton Foster is Marion, and it was previously set to open 2020, but was delayed due to COVID. So that's the one that's coming in after Beetlejuice. And kicked Beetlejuice out. They did. Mm-mm. They kicked Beetlejuice out. It was a planned closing. They knew they were going to be closing. And then the fans kind of uprose against it. And they're like, we want Beetlejuice. So I if love and on when... TikTok. Everyone's like so pissed about it still. 
I know. If and when, um, you know, b- b- bleh, when Broadway opens back up. If and when, you mean just when, right? Girl, I hope so. Okay. When, we hope, when Broadway opens back up, um, Beetlejuice, they may be remounting a new version of Beetlejuice on Broadway. Send it across so the street to Broadway Theater. Right? Because I think be King Kong's out of there now. I think so, yeah. So the Music Man, there's also the film we all know and love. I grew up on the film, the 1962 film, uh, starring Preston, Shirley Jones. It was released in 1962. I love that one. It's a little creepy, but it's adorable. I actually never the saw Music that Man. one. Really? It was mm-hmm. so good. Robert Preston is sexy. Like, That's what Robert I heard. Robert Preston is, oh, he's a fox. When I was reading a- or reading some comments on YouTube, uh, mm. on their Tony performances. That was pretty much what everyone was saying. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves loves Robert Preston. He's But he's I was a, really interested in watching total, Simba. Total babe. So The Music Man also had a 2003 film. Was this a film or was this a live? This was a film. Right? I think it was it was it was filmed for television, but I don't think it was necessarily it live. Cuz it I was not staged. This. I remember mm-hmm. watching this. Um my grandmother was visiting and my aunt was visiting for some reason. It was like maybe around the holidays. I don't know. Um, So yeah, the Music Man 2003 film came out uh, after the success of the 2000 stage revival. Uh, This one was starring Matthew Broderick as Harold Hill. Kristen Chenoweth as Marion. Victor Garber as Mayor Shin. Deborah Monk as as Mrs. Peru. Molly Shannon. Oh, I love Molly Shannon as Mayor's wife. Yeah, I love Molly Shannon. She's brilliant. Matthew Broderick is Simba's voice. Really? Yes. And he was also Leo Bloom in The Producers. I know he's Leo so, Bloom. Yeah. Like the, the reason I watched the 2003 when was When was he Simba's voice? He was Simba's voice in, in, in Lion King. The older when, one? When Simba is older? Yeah. It's Matthew Broderick. Oh, I didn't realize that. He's also I, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. No, I know who Matthew Broderick yeah. is. I grew up with him. You forget. That's why I was like, he's Simba. I didn't know he was Simba. He's like, Simba. I knew who the younger Simba was. I just never knew it was Matthew Broderick, his older Simba. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of crazy because I saw him first as, like, I saw him first as Leo Bloom with Nathan Lane mm-hmm. and then watched Lion King and I was like, what the fuck? I didn't realize that. That's cool. You're welcome. Now I know. <laughs> so some of our original cast members uh, for the Broadway 1957, we've got the sexy fox Robert Preston as Harold Hill. Barbara Cook is Marion Peru. Uh, Marcellus Washburn is played by Iggy Wolfington. What a cute name. What a cute name. Iggy. Oh I love that Someone's name. Someone's as cute as Kermit. Right? David Burns played Mayor Shin. Helen Raymond, Eulali Shin. Pert Kelton, Mrs. Peru. And Eddie Hodges uh, as Winthrop. Winthrop is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> love it. What about the 2000 revival? We've got Craig Birko as professional, Professor Harold Hill. Rebecca Luker as Marion Peru. Max Casella Casella as Marcellus Washburn. Paul Benedict, Mayor Shen, Ruth Williamson, Eulali, Catherine McGrath, Mrs. Peru, and Michael Fellin. Winthrop. I love Winthrop. And that's, that's all I got for you. Max Casella, he was in The Sopranos. Oh, that's okay. where you might have heard of him. Because I was like, I know that name. Why do I know that name? Yeah. He's also in Newsies. He was in Newsies? Like the, the 1992 Newsies. Okay, he okay. Was Racetrack Higgins. Hey. 
Lovely. All right, Emily, I want to know all about the music man. The music man? The music man. There we go. <laughs> okay. Do you know the music man? That's not how it goes. The music man. The, the music, music man. man. Yes, I know the music man who never was on Drooly Lane, but everyone else was. <laughs> but he was in Gary, Indiana. Kind of. As it turns out, though. But not really. Okay. Not really. Yeah, <laughs> because no, they're not. He's just from Gary. No, he just claims to be from Gary. Just, just claims to be, which is. Cute. They talk a lot about music in this naturally, but like actual music theory in the show for someone who doesn't know much about music. It's kind of fascinating. Okay. You ready, Chels? I'm ready. did watch the 2003 film mostly because I wanted to watch Simba and Kristen Chenoweth and Victor Garber. It was purely because I wanted to watch them. It was very selfish reasons, but I did see the show. Um, I saw the junior version. It was the show my sister was in when she was in middle school. (laughs) So I saw Ellie as her little, she was a piccolo or a picket little girl, but she was the one who like couldn't dance, even though Ellie's a dancer. I relate. I relate. (laughs) You relate, like, being the dancer who can't dance? No, being just the non-dancer. Just the one who can't dance? Yep. <laughs> Your firm give credit? No, sir. Nor anybody else. River City! River City next! The show opens in early summer 1912. They're aboard a train leaving Rock Island, Illinois, and Charlie Cowell and some other salesmen, they're debating about, they're debating about the innovations um, that they're making and whether innovations are making their professions more difficult. In the very first song, which is a pitter-patter song of Rock Island. Cash for the cotton goods. Cash for the hard goods. Cash for the soft goods. Cash for the fancy goods. So to be totally honest, I wasn't really listening to what they were saying because I was just enthralled by like uh-huh. the words that, that were coming out of their mouths. Just like the sounds that were coming out. But it's something about territory. And then they start talking about uh, Professor Harold Hill. He's a music man, a music man, a music man. You gotta know the territory. That's all I got. Yep. That's, that's, all that's I got. basically all that song is. Yeah. There's a really cool girl who did like a tap number to this. I will see if I can find it. Ever meet a fellow by the name uh, Hill? 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 When he starts talking about, they say something about a piccolo, the, and then the piccolo and the orchestration literally goes, Woo! See, the guy and who the speech, wrote this. It was just brilliant. It, just it was knew, great. He knew how to write orchestrations. It was great. It was like in soundscaping because like in the Pitter Patter song, they start to slow down as the train starts to slow down and you feel like you're like on a chugging train. It's, I loved it. Everything about it was great. Trombones in the ratatat, drums in the big brass bass, big brass bass. But Professor, quote unquote, Harold Hill, is raised as one of those salesmen whose uh, skills have made him immune to the changes of the innovation. And so he also makes it really hard though, because whenever Harold Hill goes to a town uh, and then another salesman comes to a town, the next salesman will get tarred and feathered, including Charlie. (laughs) So he's bitching about, about Harold Hill. He doesn't know the territory. (laughs) 
meanwhile, there is a man who is kind of being a little quiet on the train. Mm-hmm. And he's like listening to everything. And then he gets up and everyone in the train, all these salesmen are like, oh, you're not going to be able to uh, to sail to Iowa. They're so stubborn. Even Harold Hill wouldn't be able to sail to, I- to Iowa. And this man stands up and he goes, thanks, gentlemen. I'll have to give Iowa a try. And they're like, we didn't catch your name. He's like, I didn't throw it. But on his briefcase, it said Professor Harold Hill. Harold Hill. Ooh, <laughs> he listened the whole time. <laughs> So he, they were shit talking him, and he just sat were, there smiling. He just sat there listening and smiling, yeah. And so he ran off, and the train starts to go. So Charlie pretty much has uh, said that Hill is a con man who promises. He explains who Hill is at this point. He is a con man who promises to form boys marching bands, and then skips town after taking payments for their instruments and their uniforms. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Harold, he's off the, off the, um, he gets off the train and remember Iowa people are stubborn and he asks directions to these two guys and they're like, he's like, which way should I go? And they go, it doesn't matter to us. Damn, (laughs) Iowa. I know. Right. And so the townspeople of River City, so he's in River City, Iowa, describe their reserved chip on their shoulder attitude in the song, Iowa Stubborn. But they keep singing in Iowa Stubborn that they ought to give Iowa a try. But it's like ironic. Yeah, you ought to give Iowa a try. Exactly. One of my favorite lines was, I was in the hospital and Aunt Bertha didn't even come to visit. And the friend goes, Aunt Bertha's dead. Uh, She wouldn't come anyway. Damn, Bertha. (laughs) Damn, Bertha. (laughs) There's a little choral bit. We'll be, oh, and then they say at the end of the song, glad to have you with us, even though we'll never mention it. <gasps> it's just so, it's like, like tongue in cheek. I loved it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh, that I'm was my sure favorite part. I'm sure you did. <laughs> but <laughs> like, this is the perfect, perfect little uh, sassy song. But Harold shows up and he runs into his old friend, Marcellus Washburn. Which Winthrop would probably have a hard time saying his Marcellus name. Marcellus Washburn. Washburn. Who has, who has gone legit. So it turns out Marcellus is, 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 Marcellus is Harold's old, like, con partner. Ooh. So we know at this point that, like, Harold Hill is a con artist. We know exactly what game he's going to try and play. We run into one of his buddies. So actually his name is almost immediately revealed as Greg. Dun, dun, dun. Greg. He keeps calling him Greg. I'm like, Anyways, he's Marcellus is legit now because he found himself a girl who is introduced later. She's a little atrocious looking, but I don't remember any of this part. This is fascinating. This is fascinating. So he's 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 legit. He's legit. I pulled up the old script and was like reading it. Marcellus was like, what you doing in town? He's like, oh, I'm here for uh, musical instruments. He goes, what happened to steam autos? And Harold Hill goes, someone actually invented one. Oh, oh, no. Mm-hmm. So you know that he was selling steam automobiles earlier that didn't exist. So here's a here's a Simpsons reference. Are you ready for it? Yes. There's a character who 
comes into town in like one of the early seasons. He comes into town and he's selling the monorail. So the monorail, that character, if you're familiar with Simpsons, is Harold Hill, basically. Oh. Yeah. That's really funny. The monorail. And then they invent the monorail. Yeah. They, they basically sing a whole song. Like he gets them all pumped up by singing a song with them in the town <laughs> center. Um, so Marcellus tells Harold that he'll be, they'll be great. He's in stubborn Iowa, but there's, he's going to have one problem and that's going to be Marion Peru, Marion, the librarian who that is stuck up bitch. and will reveal him as a fraud because Harold Hill knows nothing about music, but Marion is also the piano teacher. So she's the only trained musician really in town. She'd be like me. <laughs> He's <laughs> the only trained musician in I'm town. The only Chelsea? trained musician in town. Ooh. That's it. I'm it. Shots fired at Houston. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Totally <laughs> I kidding. Say, I know other people read music. I was refreshing my knowledge on double sharps last night and how infuriating they are. They're so infuriating. <laughs> Just write it in a different key. Exactly. I think it's the problem. Anyways. He also, Marcellus also informs Hill that there is, that he's like, what's going on in town? Like, what, what's going to cause some trouble? He goes, well, there's a new poll table that was just delivered at the town's local billiard parlor. Gasp! And that could cause some trouble, according to Hill. So he's going to go stir up some shit. And that's where his, like, scheme launches that, oh, the big problem is going to be this poll table. So that's how we're going to get people to buy instruments. I'm hearing you saying poll P U L L. I believe you mean pool. Pool. Okay. I am from the Midwest, and in the Midwest, pool. we say pool. It's a pool table. It's a pool table. It's a pool table. We also say uh, towel. Oh, I say towel. It's not, it's not a towel. Do we, how do you say towel. crown? How do you say like like the crown that you that you draw with? Is it also the crown you wear on your head? Because I do. Crayon. Crown. There's crayon. Not yeah, crayon, crown, crown, but crayon. Crown. And then you have a crown. Yes, crown and crown. Crayon. Crown. Like cranberries. No, crown. Okay, you col- that's you Texas. Color with a, you color with a crown and you wear a crown. See, that's Texas. See, I color, with, I color table. with a crayon. But I play pool crayon. on a pool table. I, I, it's a pool table. You play pool also, on a pool table? It's also, what is it? It's not a roof. It's a roof. A roof? Yeah. There's a lot of words. So, as you might see, we had some trouble. Right you here. got some trouble. Right here. Right here. In River in City. In River Houston, City. Texas. Well, either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. <laughs> so, Harold, he, he approaches the school board, or he actually approaches everybody in the movie at the millinery, the hat shop. Because everyone's kind of like gossiping, millinery. Yeah, he's like they're like gossiping. All the parents are at the at the millinery buying hats. The hat budget for this show must be insane. By the way, Lindsay, the are hats, you hearing this? Go go costume this show when you get a chance. The hats are fucking fantastic, but there's so many of them. There's new ones, and they're always wearing a new one every single costume change. Like it's mm-hmm. like huge hats. They're mm-hmm. all wearing hats. Hats are the big thing. Mm-hmm. So he goes into the millinery, and he just like you got trouble. Mm-hmm. And ain't the hat on your head. It's that pool table. And so he has yet another patter, pitter-patter song. It's just a patter song, but I just love that you're calling it a pitter-patter. Pitter patter. Yeah, it's very it's pitter cute. Pitter-patter. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it sounds like they're pitter-pattering. Yeah, it does. Their voices. Yeah. Well, you got trouble, my friend. 
right here. I say trouble right here in River City. Why, sure, I'm a billiard player. Certainly mighty proud to say I'm always mighty proud to say it. Um, ultimately, the problem with pool is that kids will start gambling. And that's uh -huh. the whole thing. And what I say, I go, if I could rally people like Simba, I'd be rich, my God. Uh, These people are like eating up his words. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. They're going to start gambling because of the pool table. Um, but the, the line, which I like finally kind of honed in on, he says, capital T, you got trub trouble with a capital, capital T. T that rhymes it rhymes with P, P, like PP, and stands for pool. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Okay. Capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. Oh, folks right here in River City, trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. Now, I know all you folks are the right kind of parents. It's a lot. I'm like, who comes up with that kind of shit? Meredith <laughs> Wilson. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I, it's so stupid. It's a such stupid lie, but it's like, it's what's brilliant. repeated? Look, it's brilliant. It's so stupid. It's brilliant. It's like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Harold ends up after he's convinced all these people. The next scene is literally Harold following Marion home, <gasps> like walking behind her. She's walking home and then he literally, and she's like ignoring him. And then he like goes around another way and then cuts her off and walks by her. And it's like, Oh, Hey. And then he goes, he drops oh, a handkerchief oh, and he's oh, like, baby. Oh, did you drop that? And she goes, no. Ah, and then she, she walks the fuck bullshit. away. I was like, yeah. I'm like, first of all, he's a con artist. Second of all, he comes in town and follows women home in the dark mm -hmm. and then tries to talk to them. That's like that stupid article about like, oh, if women are wearing headphones, they actually do want to talk to you. And this is how you talk to them. Nope. That's, Have you seen that's that? a thing? No. That's so, a bullshit article. I'll that send is it to bullshit. you. Just it's, FYI, anybody out there listening, thinking you can talk to us with our headphones on. Nope. Nope. So she was completely appropriate in this situation. 100%. <sighs> Which leads us into Marion going home to the next scene where Amaryllis is, Amaryllis is having a piano lesson that she had started. And Marion's like, sorry, I'm a little late, but um, let's start working on your scales. The so do re mi. And that, so she introduces this little scale. So she starts talking, like talking through the scales. And... She mentions to Mrs. Peru, her Irish mother, that a man just followed her home. And her mom's like, really? Oh, my God. But, like, in 1912, I guess that wouldn't be as creepy. In a town uh, where you know most everyone and everybody's got your back. But, like, this new guy. Oh, clearly no one has got her back because everyone actually kind of hates her. But we'll get on that in uh. just a second. So, so yeah, her widowed Irish mother is like, And then she's like, you should go out with him. Mama. And Marion's like, I've got standards, Mom. She's like, you need to lower your standards. Ah! Mama, if you don't mind my saying so, you have a bad habit of changing every subject. No, I haven't changed the subject. I was talking about that stranger. What stranger? With the suitcase who may be your very last chance. <laughs> and so she starts singing about how, like, what kind of man she wants. Literally, in like, while Armanelis is doing these scales, she's mm -hmm. like, I don't need a man who blah, 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 bl
Yeah. And so, <laughs> but so they're singing to her scales, like in Family Guy, they do this. Lois does it. But one of my favorite lines is <laughs> Mrs. Peru says to Marion, when a woman's got a husband and you've got none, why should she take advice from you? I can't help my concern that the ladies of River City keep ignoring all my counsel and advice. But darling, when a woman's got a husband and you've got none, why should you take advice from you? Even if you can quote Balzac and Shakespeare and all the other highfalutin Greeks. The song ends, so that song has gone into If You Don't Mind Me Saying So. Um, so it goes piano lesson into You Don't Mind Me Saying So, which is the scale song. Still you can it for yourself out of your Irish imagination, your Irish governors, and your library to fill books. After the song, Marion's little self-conscious 10-year-old brother, Winthrop, he comes home. Also, there's quite the age gap between Winthrop and Marion. Right? Because Winthrop's like a little He's seven. He's 10? Okay. He's 10. He's just and, the cutest little thing. And Marion's like being described as an old maid. She's like 18. She's an old maid, apparently. If for 1912, yes. Sure. Okay. 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 That's not as bad of an age gap. I was thinking it was more. I, but I, she might be in her 20s. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess 22. Yeah. That sounds like an old maid in 1912. Sure. <laughs> exactly. So Amaryllis is, is wrapping up her, her piano lesson when Winthrop gets home, and Amaryllis goes over and invites Winthrop to her party. Aww. And she actually Aww. secretly likes Winthrop, and Mrs. Peru is trying to, like, he doesn't talk to really people, Winthrop, because he has a little lisp. But Mrs. Peru tries to get him to be polite, and he's like, yes, I will come. And Mrs. Peru's like, she has a name. And Amarillo's like, he won't say my name because of the S. And so eventually he does say Amarillis. Amarillis. And she starts laughing at him. Bitch. And he gets upset. I'm like, so you like beg him to say your name. He says your name and then you laugh at him. She was trying to get him to say it. But it turns out that Amarillis actually has a big old crush on Winthrop. Oh, I know. Sweet. So when he runs away, she asks Marion, why does he get mad? And Marion says, you just have to be patient. And so Mary, Amaryllis, she's cute. She's like, oh, I say goodnight to him on the evening star every night. And then she turns around and says, I will end up an old maid like you. (laughs) Wow. She's like, console me. I don't want to be an old maid like you. I'm like, shit, kid. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh. She's just, you know, it was a different time period. You were just a rude little bitch at the age of <laughs> 10. Exactly. But she asked Marion to whom Marion says goodnight to on the evening star after she told, called her an old maid. Uh, since she doesn't have a sweetheart and Marion tells her, she says goodnight to her quote unquote, someone to which Amaryllis impl- replies, it's better than nothing. <laughs> Damn girl. Amaryllis Judgmental. Judgmental little 10 year old. It's like the theme of this musical is judgment. Yeah, that sounds about right. It, Amaryllis is back at the piano and begins, you know, she's sassing, but she's do, at the piano. Do, 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 exactly. Do, 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 do. And. 
And then the left. So yeah, so she does that. And then the left hand crossover, it's like, it's so dramatic. And, uh, Marianne begins singing, good night, my someone, good night, my love. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's about how it goes, yeah. Sleep tight, my someone, sleep tight, my love. That's literally it. It's like the song is her just saying good night to some guy who doesn't exist. It's such a beautiful song. Like, I know it's, it's. It's one of the more one of the more underrated songs in musical theater, but it's ugh. When done well, when done well, it's a very sweet song. I was waiting for a sustained high G that never came. I'm Good like, this is Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah, it's at the end. Ugh. Yeah, I she always, can do it. She I always make down. my students. I always make my students option up at the end. But yeah. you should. You should. Whenever you sing that song, the very end does need to pop up. But that's, Kristen Chenoweth took it down. Maybe she was having down. an off night when she filmed it. Maybe, but she'll she'll redeem herself later. Cut to the next day. We have Mayor Shin and his overbearing wife, Ulali McKenzie, McKenzie, Shin. Right? Just say Ulali McKenzie Shin. That sounds right. She has quite the name. I, just, I feel like it needs, we need to have that moment. Who is Molly Shannon, who had six seasons of SNL. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, decked out in red, white, and blue in a dress that has, like, wings. Yes. (laughs) And they're leading the festivities for Independence Day at the high school gym. See, if I Uh, were to play a character, I'd want to be this one. You wouldn't want to be... She leads leads the peck a little song. Yeah, she's ridiculous. She's funny. I love her. Um, Also, the mayor, though, I I almost kind of want to be the mayor because he can't speak ever. Yeah. He just says, like, the wrong thing. It's kind of like uh, Biff in Back to the Future. He's like, make, like, a tree and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife so he knows says, how stupid he is. God. Mayor is like, he goes, uh, river civitizens. Civitizens. Not citizens, but civitizens. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. You could play him up as a drunk mayor. You probably could. Uh, probably could. But I feel like that would not be as funny because a drunk he has, like, it's pinned on the excuse of instead of him That's just, that, true. Him just being, being his personality. Stupid. Yeah. But he starts, he starts to have a speech where he goes, four score, but then he's interrupted <laughs> to read a note that was brought up to him. And pretty much um, as he's trying to talk, like, read the note, he keeps trying to not read it. But in doing so, he starts making fun of his wife by accident because he's not reading what the note says. It's just stupid. But eventually the note is pretty much saying like, um, he goes, my wife will now talk to 20 in Indian tongue. What does that mean? In the song, Columbia, the gem of the ocean. Yeah. He, no, she's going to sit on stage and she's going to count to 20. Why? Just, that's uh, just for what she's going to do. Okay. That's what she's going to do. 1912. That's what she's going to do. Okie dokie. So, troublemaker Tommy DeHilas, which he's going to be important, uh, he actually ends up setting off some firecrackers that hits the wife ah! and ruins her performance. 
that wedding I went to, the firecrackers almost hit the grooms, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm videos of it." It was the twin brother who was setting them off. I'm like, "Travis, perfect, stop it." I love it. <laughs> the wife so ends like the performance, and then um, what? the mayor starts a speech again, four score and seven, and then he gets another note. Enter Harold Hill, who begins. He's actually in a red band jacket and hat. And um, Marcellus comes in and starts to stir the trouble up for everyone. Um, and he's like, I want to hear about this pool table, Mayor. Tell me about that and how it's going to cause so many issues for our city. And everyone in the town's like, yeah, conforming. Mob mentality. <laughs> and Hill begins to sing, you got trouble, reprise 76 trombones. Yes. May I have your attention, please? Attention, please. I can deal with your troubled friends with a wave of my hand, this very hand. Please observe me if you will. I'm Professor Harold Hill. And I'm here to organize a River City Boys band. So he announces to the town people that he will prevent sin and corruption from the pool table by forming a boys band. And that he himself enjoyed, I loved this, the electric thrills in the boys band what it's like to play music all together in an orchestra. Like, I get it. 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 Or in a band. He also says something about, he sings about the instruments of bassoons having their big fat say, because, you know, bassoons, they fart. And he's like, rat, tat, 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 for the drums and stuff. And then the trumpets improv an octave above the score. I was like, this is so, okay. Okay. This is very, you're stereotyping the instruments and I appreciate it. And then there's a huge fucking dance number. Mm-hmm. And As there are this, with any good musical from the 50s. There's just like the biggest dance number and all the kids are up on the desks dancing and I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is the biggest number in the entire world. I love it. 76 number ends not moving anything forward other than like this is instruments and everyone he pretty much just rallied everybody again and so we have mayor shin who comes up to him and he ends up actually being the one who owns the billiard parlor that harold is attacking oh he's the one who has the pool table and so he tells the school board that they need to get harold's credentials he comments that his, he's a spellbinder. He's never seen Iowa so excited about anything because they're so stubborn. And then the kids actually follow Harold out. Like the fucking Pied Piper. So Hill, he begins collecting money, earnest money, to, for his boy band, for their instruments, which may or may not ever get there. Mm-hmm. When Tommy runs into him after he's running away from like the mayor's henchman, who is really actually a kind guy. And it's because Tommy was talking to the mayor's eldest daughter. So Hill ends up taking responsibility for Tommy. Um, and he's warned about the gang outside and how he gets Tommy to like get off the hook. He's like, Tommy, you're going to work for me. I need a piccolo music stand for when we were marching. And he ends up setting him up with the closest girl near him named Zanita. 
And he goes, go to the parlor. It turns out Zanita is actually the eldest daughter of the mayor. Oh. So he pretty much sets him up on a date. He's like, go away. But then he goes to break up the gang outside by giving him the money and telling him to go on a date. Be like, yeah, girls will break up any gang. <laughs> sure. But uh, when, he, when he does this, he finds out the two mistakes he's, own, he's uh, made since arriving in Iowa. The first mistake is that the mayor does own the pool table mm-hmm. and Zanita is the mayor's daughter. Oops. So he just like fucked himself over twice. Oops. Whoops. Cut to the ice cream scene for the song Ice Cream and Sincere, where he ends up teaching the school board how to be a barbershop quartet. Just a minute, Professor Hill. We'd like to have your credentials. We're the school board. Uh, oh, because they come at him like asking questions and he's like, yeah. oh, your voices, they sound so, so melodious, so beautiful. What, have you ever tried singing together? Exactly, exactly. And that's what's so funny, though, is like he doesn't apparently know anything about music. No. But he's able to get these thugs, quote unquote, school board people. And he goes, yeah, you sound great together. And he goes, say ice cream down here and slower because singing is sustained talking. See, singing is only sustained talking. Now you, sir. Ice cream. It's kind of an intelligent thing for a con man to say. Mm Mm-hmm. They end, they end up talking a little bit, these four guys, and we learn that these four guys actually hate each other, but Harold Hill's like, they're going to become inseparable because they're a quartet now, and it turns and, out... And it's true. <laughs> they, like, are together the rest of the show. Aww. Ice cream! He runs into Marion. I don't believe your actions altogether sincere. How can there be any sin in and asks he asks her if she lives alone Miriam is also judgy because this is what she says to him professor professor of what at what college do they give degrees of annoying women on the street Eh, she's not wrong so Marion rejects him again and Harold is determined to win her in the song the sadder but wiser girl I snarl I hiss how can ignorance be compared to bliss? I spark, I fizz, for the lady who knows what time it is. I cheer, I rave, for the virtue I'm too late to say. The sadder but wiser girl for me. I what actually a love rude, this song. What a rude song. The sadder but wiser girl? Yes. Okay, this is where I'm like, I actually really like this song. <laughs> I don't know it. I'm just like, the title alone, it's, it's rude. He's pretty much just saying, like, the girl who is... It's Smart pretty much the girl sad. who's hard to get, which is going to be sung about in Shapoopy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is when he and Marcellus are having a little bit of a, like, a chit-chat about how cunning uh, Hill has been. And, but he also reveals that he's actually going to be in town longer than usual. So he used to be able to do these cons in 10 days, but actually because he's added uniforms and books... He will be there for three weeks Mm. because the uniforms and books have to come in. But Marcellus is like, no, that's an issue because if you're in town and these band situation is happening, you are going to be expected to play for the 4th of July social. Now there's an event that he's going to have to do, which then leads us over into the ladies again. We're just like seeing hopping a whole bunch. Yeah. So we're with the ladies who are gossiping about the hats that are latest from Chicago at the millinery. 
More hats. More hats. More more hats. And Chicago is their is their standard. And they're they run in like Harold is walking by and they're like, ooh, Harold, come here. Let me tell tell you about how excited we are. Tell us our hats are up to date. And they start gushing over him. Um, they so they go, does my hat pass? I mean passe. <laughs> and he ends up flattering Mrs. Shen, the mayor's wife, who's like sour faced about her feet, like how she moves her feet. Like, why, how do you move your feet like that? She's like, I have bunions. <laughs> I don't know if you don't know. If you don't know what those are, it's Gross. like when you're when the bone at the bottom of your big toe sticks out and it's from like dancing or wearing like pumps. I had bunions when I was a figure skater. Ow. And he introduces them to the or to the dance called the Shapoopy. And he wants Mrs. Shen to lead it. Also, a Family Guy reference. Yes. That sh- he, they, isn't, he they do the he's actual like, freaking dance. The whole dance. They do the whole dance. But it's like football players. The football, it's, with the football players. It's the Patriots when he plays for the yeah. Patriots. Yeah. They do <laughs> so the whole freaking stupid. dance. I was like, <gasps> they're doing I mean, the actual dance moves. The actual shapoopy. They did it. It's really a cute song. Shapoopy, shapoopy, shapoopy. The girl who's hard to get. In two the in the two thousand three film, they actually rearranged a lot of these songs. So the shapoopy doesn't it 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 comes in Act Two, but it comes like later in Act Two. Mm. So, but we're, we learn about the shapoopy at this point. Okay. And he mentions Marion to these women, and they go, "Oh yeah, she plays the piano. She plays." Mm-hmm. Ooh. And they begin the song. Pick a little, talk a little. <gasps> I love this song. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Pick a little, talk, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, cheap, cheap. Pick a lot, talk a little more. And they pretty much imply that she had an affair with the now deceased miser who wheeled the library building to the town but left all the books in the building to Marion. Damn. Stop! I'll tell. And they warn Harold that she is an advocate of dirty books like Chaucer, Chaucer. Rob, Rabelais, Rabelais, and, and Balzac. Chaucer, Balzac—that's my favorite. Was the, I do? I love Balzac. And it's always Mary, <laughs> or it's always Mrs. Shin who says it. Balzac. <laughs> I love it. And then the school board comes in, who is the quartet, and they um, arrive to review Harold's credentials, but he leads them and kind of slips away in the song Good Night, Ladies. So this song this. is happening in the midst of Pick a Little, Talk a Little. So the ladies are still like, Pick a Little, Talk a Little. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Exactly. Yeah. It's so cute. I was like, well done, Meredith Wilson. Well done. Uh-huh. You're, you wrote a really sketchy dude, but you write good music. <laughs> Mayor Shin, meanwhile, says they must ha- he must have a license to solicit because he shows up at the mayor's house um, as he's soliciting for this earnest money for the instruments. Mm-hmm. And so Mayor Shin's out in the garden. He's like, no, you must have a license to solicit. And Harold is like, oh, your little finger is perfect for the flugelhorn. And it's hereditary. So your son must be perfect for the flugelhorn. And Shin is like, oh, you're right. My son, this is a sign that maybe I should sign my son up for this flugelhorn. He starts to sign and give Harold Hill his money. 
And then he realizes that he doesn't have a son. Oh, my God. And he's so like, Harold Hill is that good. He's that good of a con artist. <laughs> he's like, minute. yes, my, my pinky. Wait, I don't have a son. Anyways, the next day, Harold shows up at the library to woo Marion in the song, Marion the Librarian. <laughs> Madam Librarian. Yeah. In the film, he literally shows up like within the shelf books. Like she moves yeah, a book yeah, yeah. and his face is right there. That's what Harold Hill does. He's just yeah. oozy. He, but he's supposed to be oozy with sex too. If there's this sexy, beautiful man that's talking fast and real smooth and he comes up to you and he makes you, and he, he's like, hey, how you doing? be like a little like oh i don't know how are you but not when matthew broderick does it but when robert preston to- does it oh my okay. god it's like chris evans is maybe the only exception to this let's say chris evans is playing harold hill um no no what can i say my dear to make it clear i need you badly badly madam librarian marion what's funny there's a line he goes she's like Pick it. Have you made your selection? He goes, yes. And she was like, what do you want to take out? And he goes, the librarian. Oh. And she goes, no. Fuck off. And then he goes, she goes, says no. And he goes, you're not listening. <gasps> so he began singing. He's singing the song, Marion Librarian, where he admits that he actually loves her. Yeah. And then they start dancing. There's a dance number in this. And all the kids are canoodling during this dance number. And in the film, it was cute. Uh, she's holding a book, kind of like Belle. And suddenly, like uh, Harold Hill turns into the prince, and she's in a princess outfit, and they begin dancing. And then it cuts back to the teenagers who are all watching them because she's been now dancing in the library. So she kind of falls to his his plan. Any talking out loud with any librarian, such as Brian. Anyway, Harold kisses her, and she tries to slap him, but she actually accidentally slaps Tommy instead. Oh, Tommy. Who is canoodling with uh, Zanita still. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going steady. Next scene, Hill shows up at Mrs. Peru's house and begins, like, wooing Marion's mom by telling her that she has a face for a cornet player, uh, which is for the Irish, and she's like, we are Irish, and you go, this is hereditary. Your son will be really great at this. Winthrop. So she ends up giving him the earnest money for Winthrop to play the cornet. Oh, my God. I don't really know what a cornet is. It looks like it's a trumpet. Yeah, it's like a trumpet. It's like a tiny trumpet. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So is a flugelhorn, though. It's also like a weird trumpet. So she asks where he's from, and he says, Gary, Indiana. <gasps> Trips along softly on the tongue this way. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. And he, he sings a little, a little bit of Gary, Indiana with uh, my line. Uh, one of my favorite lines was the elegant syncopation. If you'd like to have a logical explanation, how I happened on this elegant syncopation. He literally says elegant like syncopation. Elegant syncopation. syncopation. Yeah. My home sweet home. 
But Mar- Marion comes home and is like a big fat nope to him because Winthrop or Harold is saying things like, oh, he's going to make his dad proud. And Marion's like, okay, so you're going to talk about his dead father like that? Rude. Yeah. To get Winthrop in the band. And Marion's mom, so Mrs. Peru, she does follow Hill out and gives Harold the measurements of Winthrop. So she's she's sold on him mm-hmm. playing. And I think Winthrop is actually excited too. Yeah, he's got something to be involved in where he like he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't have to speak. speak to people. He doesn't have to speak, but he exactly. can be involved in with others. That's cute. It's cute. But Marion, she's she's still not convinced. And so she's like out to ruin Harold Hill. So she sets out to get evidence for Marion to get Harold out. And she orders the Indiana State Educational Journal because Harold keeps claiming he went to Gary University in Odd 5, I believe. And so she's ordering a reference book. And she sends Winthrop to go pick it up. And while Winthrop is out, Mrs. Peru is like, I like Harold, and tries to find out why Marion does not like him. And Marion ends up describing her ideal man in the song My White Knight. My White Knight... I loved her line. She goes, surely a woman's future doesn't depend on fast talking men who come to town. Mm -hmm. I like, I love her, but she wants a straightforward, honest, plain man who doesn't have a removable backseat. Oh, (laughs) Ford. Cause she's saying that's what happens at the library. People try and pin her all the time. No. Tommy, he is trying to show Zanita his invention, dun, 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 which is the piccolo music player. And everything gets interrupted. The whole town gets interrupted by the song, The Wells Fargo Wagon. Oh, the Wells Fargo Wagon is a coming down the street. Oh, please let it be for me. Because the Wells Fargo Wagon is coming in, uh, presumably to deliver the band instruments. So the whole town is, like, singing about this Amazon truck that's showing up. Um, and... <laughs> it's Amazon. 1912 Amazon. Amazon They're all, like, looking out the window for their Amazon truck. Well, this, like, this little Amazon truck. Imagine if Amazon didn't come more than once a month. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh how many packages that would have. The band instruments. Marion begins to tell the mayor about the evidence that she's found, but he kind of blows her off. But Hill is on the wagon and he's like, oh, yes, all of our stuff is in. Winthrop runs up to Marion and goes, sister, sister, the most scrumptious thing you've ever thought. It could be something for someone who is not really here, but it could be. Yes, it could be. Yes, you're right. It truly could be. Something special. Something very, very special now. The whole point of Winthrop is that he only would ever really say three words at a time because of his lisp. So that was a lot of words that just came out of his mouth to Marion. And Marion is like, oh, my God, he's talking and starts to see Harold Hill in a whole new light. So that little book that she had bought, she ends up taking out the, the page 
that uh, would incriminate Harold. And she gives Mayor Shin the book, uh, like, without the page. Aww. That is the end of Act One. Kenzie? Whoops. What? I think we're in the wrong podcast, Kate. What? How do you know? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not our audience. Well, I mean, they could be if they went over and listened to us on the I Can't Stop Thinking About podcast. You mean the podcast about all the things we can't stop thinking about, like Dragon Age, Steven Spielberg, Avatar The Last Airbender, and much, much more? I mean, I wouldn't have said it like it was an infomercial, but yeah, that one. It is available on all platforms, after all. That is very convenient. Well, we should uh, probably get back to our own show, shouldn't we? Probably. It was nice to meet you all anyway. Yeah, cheers. You know, we would have been there already if you just asked for directions like I told you to. Oh my god, what are you, my mom? We're at Act 2. The instruments have Woo! come in. Da, 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 Remember, da, 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 Hill's going to have to stay in town because of this whole 4th of July situation that's going to be happening. Right. The act two opens up with everyone at rehearsal for the ice cream social that they're going to be playing for. The, the ladies are rehearsing their classical dance in the school gym. And as it turns out, Marion is actually on the piano because Harold was like, you can join the ladies group who otherwise don't really like her, but she's now be getting involved. Ah. So she goes and plays on the piano. I remember she's also the only trained musician in town. And then the school board is practicing their quartet uh, in the song, It's You. It's you in the sunrise. It's you in my cup. And it's your got to go, dear. Which is so sweet. It starts really slow and then it kind of picks up. It's a cute little song. But Marcellus and the town's teenagers interrupt the ladies' practice and take over the gym so that they can dance in the dance and song, Shapoopy. Now a woman who kiss on the very first date is usually a hussy. And a woman who kiss on a second time out is anything but fussy. But a woman who wait till the third time around, head in the clouds, feet on the ground. She's the girl he's glad he's found. She's his chipoopy, 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 chipoopy. The girl who's hard to get. In the revival, Shapoopy was moved to later in Act 2. So Hill asks Marion to dance and she says no. <laughs> but they start dancing anyway. But the mayor arrives and sees Zanita and Tommy dancing. And, sa- and Tommy admits, oh, no, we're going steady behind your back, but we would rather do it in front of your back. <gasps> Tommy. I, Tommy, I mean, like, that's, that's a pretty good, like, line, though, from Tommy. And the wife was, like, there the entire time. The mayor's wife, yeah. so the mom. But she's, like, she's so into what she's doing and being dramatic that she sees nothing else. Yeah, but she she's was completely oblivious. She seemed like she was into the fact that they were dating, though. Like, when it yeah. came out, she she's like, it's care. fine. Whatever. They're kids. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, when she's like, it's fine, he goes, not another poop out of you. <gasps> and Bitch. they go, he means peep. But he didn't appreciate <laughs> Tommy's phraseology. Is the word that he You used. watch your phraseology. Watch your phraseology. It's just, this mare is too much. I, there is a whole, like, you, you have Winthrop who doesn't speak enough, and then you have the mayor who speaks too much, just says the wrong things. Yep. Gotcha. Sorry, just notice that parallel. 
That's cute. I like that. So Marion questions Harold when he comes to call on her about Winthrop's cornet um, because she's like, so he, he loves the whole band situation, but he's never touched the cornet and you've told him not to bother with notes. And this is where Harold introduces the think system. The think system is if you think it enough, then you don't have to bother with notes. So specifically, if you think minuet and G, then you don't have to bother with the notes. I wish that were the case. I would do so much better in life. I wish that were the case, too. Oh, my gosh. My piano skills would be off the charts if that were the case. But alas, I still suck at piano. I do, too, honestly. You can do a little bit more than I can. So the, I know. The, ta- the town... Because like, I use the think system. You use the think system. You think? <laughs> I do. Oh, wow. That's news to me. The town ladies, uh, though, ask Marion to join their dance committee. So sweet. Since she is so dear dancing, the, since she was so dear dancing the Shapoopy with Professor Harold Hill in the song Pick a Little, Talk a Little Reprise. And we simply adore them all. Chaucer. This is where they kind of reverse their opinions about her, too. They're like, oh, we thought that you were just kind of like, you know, the swinger who plays the piano. But actually, we really love your opinion on your books, especially Balzac. Balzac. So they do like balls. They do Zach. like balls. Every, yeah, well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so they like Marion now. It's a point. But that night, the school board tries to collect Harold's credentials again because they've been deputized. And uh, it's funny because they're like, every time we try and get him from you, you just slip away. And he goes, I don't know why. But he's looking for a slip and he says something. He looks at this little slip in his pocket that I think is a ticket or something. And he goes, oh, it's just about the the bassoon player, Lida Rose. And the quartet begins singing the song Light a Rose, where Harold Hill slips away again. Light a rose, I'm home again, Rose, about a thousand kisses shy. I love that song. Light a Rose heads straight into the next song, which is Will I Ever Tell You, which is Marion, and she's sitting on her front porch thinking about Harold. And the song is pretty much just like, I love him, I think. And then she says sweet and low a lot. Sweet and low, sweet and low. Da, 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 da. Oh, just a beautiful freaking show. Meredith Wilson does a really good job with these mashups and like mm-hmm. introducing them at the same time. I love and I love quartets. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm a big old sucker right there. Mm-hmm. Winthrop returns home after spending some time with Harold and tells Mary to miss a Peru. Which is kind of interrupting their conversation Marion was having with her mom about mail callers. But uh, he talks about Harold's hometown, which is Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. That's the town that knew me well. 
Gary Indian, Gary Indian, Gary Indian. So they had been uh, they had been fishing. Uh, he was fishing with Harold Hill, and the whole thing right now is that Winthrop is talking. He's like having oh, like full conversations, full conversa- conversations, conversations about elegant syncopation. If you'd like. Hey, you want to know fun fact about Gary Indiana? Sure. Michael Jackson's from there. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Man <laughs> in the mirror. I hope we'll be talking about that musical soon. I know. I hear it's a thriller. Thriller. It is a thriller. Anyway. Winthrop goes, goes inside and he goes, I'm going to keep thinking about Menu MG for the cornet. And Marianne waits alone for Harold to arrive. When a traveling anvil salesman shows up, which is none other than Charlie Cowell, who we were introduced to at the beginning of the show. And he's... He's the one shit-talking on the train, Exactly, yes. He's the one who's shit-talking. He's in town because he has evidence against Harold Hill, and he's hoping to tell Mayor Shin. Mm. Um, Also, he had his name on his briefcase, too. (laughs) Like, that's a trend. I used to have E's on a lot of things. I thought that was so cute, having, like, my E hat, my E purse, my E shirt, my E pants, my E shoes. No, you you didn't have your full fucking name on your briefcase. No, it was just the E. Everyone thought my name was either Eliza or Erica. Oh, Eliza. Eliza and Peggy. I was thinking Eliza Doolittle, but okay, yes, that's you. and Chelsea. And Chelsea. (laughs) Charlie's like, I only have a few minutes because the train leaves in 10 minutes. But he uh, starts to flirt with Marion, too. Just off the bat, just starts flirting with her. She's at home and he's flirting with her. There's no safe place for Marion is the point. Nope. And he's like, oh, I wish it was 20 minutes because I could find the extra five for you. But she ends up delaying him so he won't have time to deliver the evidence. And she actually ends up kissing him to delay him. Yeah. And when she kisses him, she's like stealing the evidence from him. Chenoweth definitely had tongue. There was definitely tongue. Chenoweth. Does not surprise Uh, me. I was like, girl, get it. Yes. <laughs> but she like ends the kiss as the train whistle blows and she's like, You better go. And Charlie Charlie's super pissed now. And he tells Marion that Harold has a girl in every county in Illinois and he's taking it from every one of them. And that's hundred and two counties. Taking what from everyone? Ta- what are you taking, are you from, taking them? from them? Hmm. Kisses? Hmm. Is it kisses, Emily? I don't know. Use your think system and figure it out. Hold on. See. <laughs> So Harold arrives and after Charlie, she just kissed Charlie, Charlie runs away and Harold arrives to her front porch and she again questions him about the think system. Having just found out like, oh, he has all these counties because she was bitten for him at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he reminds her of the untrue rumors that he heard about her and how rumors are sometimes untrue because he heard like, oh, you had an affair with the miser from the ladies. That was untrue. But she convinces, so she ends up convincing herself, like, you're right, uh, he probably invented all this uh, stuff because rumors suck. And so they sit to discuss about the thing system and all this situation, but they decide that they're going to talk more at the footbridge, which is a very romantic place. That's honestly where my grandparents had their first it's a f- date, was at the footbridge. It's so cute. In Rusk, in Rusk, Texas. That's so yeah. fucking cute. I'm going to go to the footbridge. It's- that's pretty. She goes, oh, we can do it tomorrow. And I love this line. 
collect enough tomorrows and you have a bunch of empty yesterdays. This fast talking bitch has some really great lines. Yeah, he has some great lines. He has great lines, yeah. In the 2000 revival, it is at this point in the story that Shapoopy is performed. But they're the footbridge. Skip to the footbridge, uh, which is so romantic. And Marion tells him what a difference that Harold has made in her life. In the song, Till There Was You. used to sing this song to me when I was a little bitty baby. I sang this song in college. My my voice teacher, she'd be like, it's ooh, you. And I'm like, you, you. And I'm like, I don't oh, you know don't what round we're your doing. Lips. <laughs> and she'd go, you. And I'm like, ooh. I literally ended up singing like, till there was who. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of rounding your lips off. I sang for the first two years in college like That's this. That's incorrect. Because they cool. kept saying you need a round. Because I was I sang mm. so wide. Because you need a wide end, but you don't need a wide in the front. You still have to round. Uh-uh. You widen the back. Smile in the back. Smile in the back. Like a Muppet. And lift from the soft palate. You is probably yep. the vowel I was supposed to be making, but wasn't for some reason. Whatever. College is weird. Anyways, Marcellus interrupts this cute little date to tell Harold that the uniforms have arrived. But like Harold and Marion are having a cute little date. Marcellus is like, what are you doing? He goes, no, I'm just, I'm just, you know, balancing this whole act. And he goes, you've got her so off balance. You can't tell her from a cat bone in a hurricane. I'm like, Marcellus, that is quite the analogy. Wow. I don't bro. Inc- entirely what? know what a cat boat is, but let's go with it. It's like a sailboat. Cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So he urges Harold to just take the money and run, but Harold refuses to leave, insisting I've come up through the ranks. I'm not resigning without my commission. So he returns to Marianne, who tells him that she's known about his little lie and that he was a fraud for three days since her book came in. He keeps claiming he graduated from the Gary uh, Conservatory in odd five, meaning 1905, but Gary, Indiana was not founded or the university was not founded until odd six, 1906. Oh my God. So he's like, you knew? And she's like, yes, here's your incriminating page. And then kisses him. And she's like, I will she's give you this. She's carrying it around. Yeah. She's like, I give you this with all my heart. And then she leaves. Wait a minute. You know, he's a liar. Yeah. Yeah, girl. And, but she kisses him. She's okay. like, here's, here's the thing that's going to incriminate you. I give it to you with all my heart. And then she kisses him and runs. And he goes, you little, I'm assuming he meant like minx or something, but he never quite finishes the line. <laughs> I, think he, I think he means minx. Yeah, but he goes, you little dun-dun-dun. And he's starting to go from like creepy stalker smooth talking guy to like really liking her exactly so that's the thing though i always think about like thoroughly modern millie where you see jimmy's transformation happens before they have their transformation separately harold hill mm-hmm. hasn't had any sort of like i love you transformation 
for Marion that was as strong as Marion's. He hasn't had his like full ballad yet. He had kind of a ballad, which was the um, sadder but wiser woman. Mm -hmm. But Marion's had a lot of ballads. But here comes his ballad. He's he's like recognizing that his scheme for the boys band and like getting Marion off balance is going better than he planned. So he's still kind of in that schemey brain. But he began singing 76 trombones. When 110 cornets played the air. Meanwhile, Marion is singing Goodnight, My Someone. Our star is shining its brightest light. And this is where he falls in love with Marion because he ends up taking her song and sings Goodnight, My Someone. Sweet dreams be yours, dear, if dreams there be. And Marion sings 76 trombones. While 110 cornets played the air. So this is all That's in really one little duet. But like, like they even had been at the footbridge and he even called her name. And that's when he's like, oh, fuck, I love her. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Meanwhile, Charlie's still in town because he's missed his train. So he arrives at the ice cream social and denounces Harold Hill as a fraud. And the townspeople are super pissed. And they begin a, a, an agitated search for Harold. So everyone knows now that Harold is a fraud because of Charlie. Winthrop is absolutely heartbroken. And Harold ends up going to the Peru's house. And he, goes, uh, he tells Harold that he wishes he never came to River City. And he asks him if he could even lead a band to which harold goes no he begins telling the truth good for oh, him wow. but marion tells winthrop that she actually believes everything that harold has ever said for it did come true that uh in a way every kid in town talked and acted that summer had been what he said like no one was really in trouble they were being friends and canoodling and do whatever. So she he made a difference. He did. All throughout. He didn't make a difference. So she and Winthrop urge Harold to actually get out of town though. So that the town doesn't, mm. you know, tar and feather him. Mm-hmm. But he chooses to stay and tells Marion that he never really fell in love until he met her in the song, till there was you reprise. But the constable shows up and handcuffs Harold and leads him away. So cut to the gym Marishin is leading a meeting in the high school gym uh, to decide what to do with Harold, asking, like, where's the band? Where's the band? But Marion shows up to defend Harold. And as they're having this little situation, Tommy enters as a drum major. So the kid who was, like, causing all the trouble at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. He shows up as the drum major, followed by all the kids in their uniforms and their instruments. And Marion urges Harold to lead the River City Boys Band in Beethoven's Menuet in G. That they, da, 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 da. That they all learned da, da, using da, the da. think system, right? By just singing By it. By like yeah. using, yep. And so despite the boys' uh, limited musical ability, the parents are like, Oh, look at my kid. He's so cute with his little instrument. Oh, he's the best. He's going to be the next Mozart. And they're enthralled by their kids playing. They're all like handing out. They're all handing out like participation awards. Yeah, exactly. Like they can't play (laughs) shit, but they're like, oh, they're doing something. Uh And so even the mayor is like, oh, they're 
doing something. It's so cute. And so the townspeople end up cheering and Harold is released out of his handcuffs while he's conducting, he's conducting his handcuffs. Um, and he's released into Marion's arms. The line that ends the entire show is Mayor Shin saying to Mrs. Peru, Mrs. Peru, that's Winthrop. Um, because Winthrop has, has shown now that he has all this confidence and he's playing in, in front of everybody. And this all happens in the song finale. Proving that music and the arts builds confidence. I agree. I agree. You know, there's a lot of, I teach a lot of young kids through uh, voice lessons through Zoom. And I've had people ask me in the 10 years that I've taught now, I've had parents ask, is my kid going to be famous? Can you make them famous? And I'm like, look, 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 your kid is seven. I don't make people famous. I build confidence. And that is, that's what takes you into your life. That takes you into how you carry yourself in the world, in life, whether he's going to be good or not. I can't tell you right now. I'm going to do my best to get him to match pitch at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, music, music lessons. Put your kid in music lessons, virtual or in person, if you feel comfortable with that, with maybe like a separation. But do it now. We offer virtual voice lessons. Hi, just saying at Hits Theater, you can take lessons with me. Or little you take, kiddos you out take there. acting with me. That's right. Yeah. Emily teaches acting. So you can sign up at hitstheater.org, actually. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, this, this story, as much as like Harold Hill drives the shit out of me, the story itself is very, very sweet, and it's kind of this whole good situation out of something that wasn't supposed to be good. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the only thing he doesn't deliver is knowledge. good music. Yeah. <laughs> knowledge, good music. Good which music Miriam, if I feel like if Miriam and he teamed up, he could learn. They seem to be a good team. I mean, he's we'll a good see. hype person. Know. Like yes, he get, he's a great hype. He get her a lot of business because I feel like now all these kids would be like, "Well, what do I do? I have this instrument. What do I do with it?" And they're like, exactly. "I'm gonna go talk to Marion." Exactly. Her brass methods really are gonna help her at this point. Bam, <laughs> bam, brass <laughs> methods. <laughs> I'm just going to start talking, Chelsea. Oh, my God, Emily. Do you know what I love? Coffee. I fucking love coffee. Even though when I texted you earlier, I was like, do you want coffee? You're like, no, I only like good coffee. Look, I don't know what good coffee is until I try it. Okay. Well, I tried coffee over cardio. Uh, This female-owned company offers high-quality coffees and creamers with no sugar added. It is gluten-free and keto-friendly. And you can get ground coffee, hydration supplements, and creamers. And again, with no sugar added. Right now, I'm actually drinking Workflow. It is their highly caffeinated coffee. Yeah, it is good. It is very good. I've been drinking it all afternoon. Well, you wondered why I was so hype earlier. It's because I've been drinking workflow highly caffeinated coffee so that's why you're in such a bouncy good mood right now yes okay it's this coffee okay. it smells it great smell good. it smells really good yes but you too can get coffee over cardio at coffeeovercardio.com and use promo code 10 dolls yes it does sound like a brothel 
<laughs> ten yeah. dolls. That's one zero D O L L S. Ten dolls, just like a brothel, it will save you ten percent off. It's so funny. But yes, you can use promo code ten dolls to get ten percent off your first oh at all your orders at coffeeovercardio.com. Cheers. And that's Music Man. That's the music Man. The Music Man. I love that show. It's I haven't seen it in so long. I just love it so much. Ugh. I have to go, I have to go back and watch the original uh, movie. I need to watch the original movie too. Uh, Robert Preston's so gorgeous. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm picking up on. Beautiful. Look, Matthew Roderick's a little creepy to me. I already said that. I he just, is. He's creepy. He's Simba. Like he always was so precious. No, and then he's, now I'm like, oh, mm. you're not as precious as I thought you were. He's just not, he's not a love interest to me. Maybe the one time he was a love interest was Ferris Bueller. Oh, see. And I was like, he's cute. I think that he was but, such a cute little love interest in the producers because he was kind of the, he was the, yeah, he was the weird he guy was who, yeah, that's why I liked him. Because he plays awkward. He plays awkward well. So well. Har- Harold Hill is not, Harold Hill is not awkward. Yeah. He's not supposed to be awkward in any way, shape or form. So I thought that was not great casting in that movie, but what do I know? <laughs> well, not much I'm just kidding. not much but do you know what i do know a lot about what do you do know a lot about how much i love our patrons oh my gosh i do too yay uh, our patrons we would like to thank our patrons sydney noah allison brandon victoria mama keen mama harney mama lang and andy thanks guys Thanks. You too can be a patron at www.patreon.com slash wines and dolls, where we have all of our additional and extra content. We're actually redoing our tiers. So there'll be more benefits, more extra content on Patreon. And I'm really excited about it. You can also, you can sign up on our website. Yes. You don't have to go to patreon.com. You can just go to our website and click on the thing and be a patron. Exactly. It's really easy now. Actually, on, it's our, super easy. on our website, you can find our social media at Wines and Dolls. You can also find a link to our merch shop. And you can also find where you can submit a story for listener sodes. We have a listener sode coming up on Monday. So we are needing your rants in your stories. Yeah. We want to hear all about your Thanksgiving rants. Oh, tell us whine about your stories. Wine about it. Wine about it. We really appreciate your wines. Um, yeah, send all of the stories, though. And you can find that at winesanddolls.com. And with that, I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. And this has been Wines, wines. and Dolls. dolls. Cover your wine hole. Wash your mask. Hey y'all, Emily here. I completely forgot to put in music credit into this episode. So music that can be heard on this episode is from the Music Man new Broadway cast recording, which is from the 2000 revival. And it was released by Q the Music Incorporated. Please excuse my lisp. I have both of my retainers in. You can check this music out on Spotify or wherever you stream your music or listen to your music, and there is a link in the show notes. Enjoy!